keep it with you. Don't let it go. Okay? Because it's a beautiful one and he knows it. He said, she always picks the best, the nicest pictures of me. She does. Hello and welcome. (laughs) I snored it. I'm gross. I keep... It's because it's higher than usual. I keep boobing off the mic. Okay, one more time. I'm Neve Marr. And I'm Rebecca O'Keefe. And your boob keeps hitting off the microphone. It does. It's (laughs) it's positioned differently and for some reason my right boob keeps like... You keep saying that you're boobing it. I'm boobing it. Yeah. You've turned it into a verb. Uh, To to boob. To boob. Oh, to boob. Um, so this is the the morning after the night before, mm-hmm. if you will. So we, for a Halloween special, had a psychic medium come and visit us. And I don't want to give anything away, but it was one of the crazier things that's ever happened to me. I suppose if we're to give a little bit of context to the listeners, we were coming into it as me being the skeptic and not believing and never participating in anything. And then you, Rebecca, would kind of be more a little bit on the side of believing yeah I'm I'm into it that kind of stuff like I'd had psychic readings and stuff before most of them had been bullshit so I all almost I just liked I like the idea of it Mm. but I'm not sure how but much of a believer I was purely because I'd never experienced anything real I think and like a few different things happened like we've moved studios so we're in a different studio in a kind of an old building Uh, it clearly like it's got a huge amount of history behind it she picked up on different things she picked up on a lot of things that I would be able to deduce as being able to read the situation Mm -hmm. and reading us quite well but then there was something that happened which I can't explain I literally can't explain and I was thinking about it all last night and this morning and telling people and just trying to rack my head around it and I can't so I'm not gonna say that I'm a believer now because I still don't know but I don't know how this woman Vivian is her name Vivian Carden I just don't know how she she knew this one thing it's just this one that one thing is the big thing for you because there were a number of things that I was like what is this witchcraft yeah I know but yeah I know the one thing you're talking about and it was weird it was very weird but look we'll let you guys decide yourselves sit back Take it in. Pour yourself a glass of red, hon. Pour yourself. I actually did. I went when I went home. I poured myself a glass of red wine after it. I had scrambled eggs and a cigarette. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> Not at the same time. <laughs> but yeah. So listen, you'll know exactly the part that we're talking about. I don't know. Do spirits exist? I can't say that. But what happened here last night was wild. Pretty wild. Mm-hmm. So let us know what you think and enjoy. We usually record in the morning, but we're actually recording at night today because we have a very special guest with us. Psychic medium Vivian Carden joins us. Vivian, you're very welcome to the show. Thank you very much. So like all of our guests, we're going to start with our game and it's called Six Words or Less. And it's for our readers of Her.E and listeners of the podcast who may not know who you are. So you Mm -hmm. have to describe yourself in six words or less and just... To be completely open and honest, <laughs> I gave you absolutely no warning about no, you this. Didn't. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to catch you out. <laughs> I are. I'm sure you're used <laughs> to skeptics. I'm not trying to catch you out. I literally just forgot. Yeah. Very yeah. good producer. Yeah. But yeah, so six words or less. Six words or less. Um, I would say honest, integrity, likes a laugh, and uh, yeah, fun all the way. Oh. Oh. Okay, so one there's of, that activity you were talking there's about. There's activity. Earlier. We're not on our own. One of our lights just like fantastic, isn't Guys, it? Guys, it has begun. <laughs> okay, I actually think that Stearman's masking tape skills <laughs> more more than anything else. We were okay. trying to set. We were trying to set a mood. That was creepy. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that just got me out of that anyway. Yeah. So yeah. moving swiftly on. But they were great words. <laughs> um, so Vivian, I'd say first off, you're a psychic medium. I'd say you get absolutely mm. inundated around this time of year. Mm-hmm. Is Halloween to you kind of like what? Christmas is to Santa I'm not calling you Santa but you know what I mean I know exactly what you mean yeah. um, I suppose it is yeah it is because uh, it's the time of year when the veil is lifted and they, they say it's the thinnest between the two worlds at, at Halloween Yeah. Um, and so that's where I mean our Halloween originated from here anyhow so it's all to do with spirits it's, it's everything to do with you know the spookiness it's 
everything. It all originated here. So a lot of people love the Celtic mysticism and the aspect and all of that about it and so for people like me yeah this would be a very busy time yeah but it's so interesting to me because obviously this is something that you do Mm -hmm. year round Mm -hmm. but around this time of year everybody starts getting really interested in it they do they do they really do because of the because of what it is because of the the fact of they think you know things go bump in the night just like like the light just like the light (laughs) yeah and stuff like that yeah I mean so the first time that you encountered a spirit I was reading up on you done my homework so you were very young Mm -hmm. the first time that that happened so tell us exactly what happened um, the first recollection that I have was when we lived in a house, but we lived in the basement of the house. So it was a, a very large house, but we only lived in the basement. And myself and my sister Lorraine used to sleep just in, you know, a little small room. And every night we would wake up and they would just be walking around, just walking around, dressed in their beautiful dresses, everything. And at first we were kind of a little bit, we didn't know what it was. But they weren't even really acknowledging us. So eventually we got used to it. And really? Yeah, yeah. And it kind of got to the stage then where we thought everybody experiences this. It's not. OK. It was the biggest shock was finding out that it wasn't normal. Normal. The, the, do you know? Were so you not scared? Though? Not at all. Really? No. Yeah, no, not at all. I mean, my sister had passed away. My other sister, Louise, in hospital. And when mum came home, we said, where is she? And she said she's still at the hospital, but nobody told us she had passed, passed away. away. And uh, that night in particular, I woke up and I heard the baby cry. So I got up and I went out and into the hall and I knew it was coming from my parents' room. So I went into the room and the crib was there that they had had for her. And as I walked over to the crib, there she was in the crib and she was crying away and I could see my parents kind of turning and tossing. And I know in my mind I was thinking, how come they're not waking up? Mm. But anyhow, I went over to her and as I reached in to lift her, she just disappeared. And I wasn't the slightest bit bothered. I just went, oh, OK. And I went back to bed. I know. How old were you? Uh, at that time, I was four. Wow, OK. Mm. That's... And I went back to bed and the next morning I said, Mom, why didn't you get up when Louise was crying last night? Mm. And she just looked at me and she says, Honey, Louise wasn't crying last night. Louise is in heaven. I went, no, she's not. She was in the crib last night. Wow. But she knew because my dad was like this and my granddad. So she was used to these kind of things happening, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then like as as you got old, what is that, what noise? Is that noise? Is that you? No. <laughs> I can't hear anything. It's like a squeaking it, yeah. noise. Yeah. Does it sound like chains being dragged along? No. <laughs> Stop that right now. I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm only winding you up now. It, it, is, it is coming and going. I can hear it. Okay. Yeah. Um, but as you got older, you said as well that you kind of suppressed it a little bit when you moved into your teenage years. Now, was that mm-hmm. for fear of what people were going to say to you? Because presumably, you know, you know, being a psychic medium, you're going to get a lot of questions and, yeah. and you're also going to get a lot of skeptics and mm-hmm. you're going to get a little bit of ridicule I would imagine so being a teenage girl mm. is hard enough yeah I mean without seeing dead people without seeing dead people yeah so was that why was it a conscious decision that mm. you made to mm. maybe try and maybe just suppress it and not completely. give into it completely because my father couldn't help me you know he didn't know what to do he hadn't a clue so um as time went by I wouldn't just see positive things I would see negative as well and, mm. and I started to actually see events occur in real time. So for example, if it was about, I don't know, maybe the middle of the night, I I would have a vision of someone dying and at that point they would be dying, but there's nothing I could do about it. So I just didn't like it. Yeah. It's too much, you know. So I just started to go, I don't want this, I don't want this, yeah. I don't want this. And eventually a lot of that did go. But what I didn't realise is you actually can stop that and only allow in the light. Only allow Yeah, but I didn't know it at the time. So I stopped it for a long, long time. But I'd say maybe like it never leaves you. You know, you can't get away from it. This is the problem. Yeah. You just can't get away from it. It's always going to be there. And people knew that I could do this. And I didn't want people knowing that I could do this. But they just knew anyway, even from school, like people have said to me, you were always in a trance in school. You were never there. Right. Things like that, you know. 
But uh, yeah, I, I just didn't I didn't want it. It was too scary because I was seeing friends of mine that were the same age as me in road traffic accidents and things like that. Wow. You don't want to be seeing that no. when you're 19 or, two, you know, you don't. So that's what happened. And then eventually it started to come back stronger and stronger. And when my third daughter, Willow, was born, I just went, everything just opened up and that mm. can happen. A trauma can just open everything up again. And I went, all right, that's it. If I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it properly. Yeah. And so I did. And I went and I did all my studies and did everything. And know? so that was the point when you decided that you wanted to use your abilities to help other people. Absolutely. Because it heals, you know. I mean, I've lost both my parents. And I remember one evening, you know, as you do, a lot of people after they've lost a parent, especially if you're young and you're grieving, you go to counselling and things like that. So I would have gone like everybody else for a long time. But one evening <clears throat> I was speaking with a friend. I didn't realise she did this. I had no idea. And the next thing she started to speak to me about my mother and the stuff that she said. Are you getting freaked out? <laughs> and the you stuff know, it's Dermot coughing to be fair. It? Yeah. <laughs> Cheers for that. And the things she said, I knew my mother was there because the candles started to blow really, really you know they were going yeah and then the uh, little canvas that was on the wall just lifted up and flew across the room and i thought that's my mum so and that didn't give you fear that more that healed me okay because i knew she wasn't six feet under yeah i knew she was right beside me and my god what that did for me was phenomenal so that's the point of why i do what i do there's no other reason except to aid healing because it can and so let's talk about your exact abilities. So if you're like walking down the road, for example, mm-hmm. do you see spirits or do you feel them more or like what exactly happens? Any of it. Um, usually you will feel, uh, generally you will feel that the coldness will come around you. Like even when I was up having the cup of tea there, there was somebody stood right in front of me. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I quit. Yeah, I quit. (laughs) Consider this my resignation. (laughs) And I just sat there and I went, "Oh, guys, come on, give me a break." But it's and I'm only joking when I say that because I have the utmost respect for the the level of energy that it takes. Um, But but they do. Yes, of course you're going to see them, um, and and you will feel them. You hear, you see, you feel, you know. Um, they use your abilities and basically what they do is if you can understand if your your mind is like a memory box yeah. and they just can go in and, and take the memory and then if it say it's taste you'll taste like you know like I've never drank whiskey but I know what it smells like so they'll give me the smell of whiskey yeah. and they'll know I can connect with that if it's a gentleman or a lady that will have been a whiskey drinker that's just an example you know because one of the biggest kind of skepticisms that I've seen people say mm. is like if if the dead are talking to you why don't they say clearer messages like mm. why don't they tell you specifics like why don't they tell you where the money's buried or yeah. you know that kind of way like as yeah. in but but presumably what you're saying is that when they come to mm. you they're not you don't get to choose what it is that they're saying technically absolutely not it's it's experimental to a degree mm. so you never ever know you can't say to someone be there it just okay. doesn't work like that you don't summon people no, or anything no it's really disrespectful yeah. I'd never in a million years do that so you can't wake up and be like I want to chill with Elvis today that kind of way no. like it's nothing I've never met him no no is he, is he dead or can you I think can... he just left the building oh, hey. <laughs> a little bit of ghost humour <laughs> I like it let's keep yeah. it light because I'm terrified <laughs> she's shaking in her boots absolutely ah, yeah. no seriously as my mum used to say it's the living you need to be afraid of and not the dead amen to that yeah, yeah yeah really and truly like I know they talk about you know um, the the eve, the dark and the light the, mm. the good and the bad the evil and all of that and I, I guess for every dark there's light and mm. for you know there's the yin and the yang and all of that but when you work from a place which is where I work from which is pure unconditional love and you open up to that energy only and nothing else nothing else it's like word gets around you know mm. it, it it's like the grapevine up there where it gets around. She's not interested in you. Mm. Yeah. She's only interested in people's loved ones that she can bring help to and healing to. Yeah. And it gets out. And it is a working relationship 
when you're working with spirits. So there's many things they know that you would like to know, for example, to identify mm. who they are for the, you know, for the person sat in front of you. So they know what to give you. For example, um, the relationship between the two people, they would like to give you information about what they did in their lives, what they did for a living, how they passed, yeah. what it was like, various things like that. Now, they don't all do that because I, I leave it up to them. Mm. I find that the less you pressurize, the more you get. Yeah. Because it, it just has a lovely flow about it. Yeah. You know, and they just want to be there to say hello. I mean, just imagine it. If you think about it, they try so hard. And lots of times we just go, ah, no, that can't be. Yeah. And they're sending signs all the time and just to let you know they're OK, but to let you know that I know what's going on and I'm with you. You're not on your own here, you know, but in a nice way. And what about the psychic element to it because psychic is yeah. now completely correct me if I'm wrong and I, yeah. I'm not an expert in this whatsoever yeah. but psychic abilities is it the ability to to foresee events or to see into the future it can be okay it, yeah it can be so the the difference between mediumship and psychic is the mediumship is the connection between the soul of the incarnate and the soul of the discarnate so someone living and someone past okay psychic is the soul of of two people that are living connecting. So I read you. Mm. Do you understand what? So I don't read from your loved ones. Yeah. I read you, okay. your soul. So in that you can go in and you can delve into the soul yeah. and you can take out information that might be quite deep and quite personal. I don't fortune tell. It's one thing I'll never do. I just we've got free will, you see. And right. we yes, there's a path there for everyone. But at any second, you can change that yourself. So that's never I never go down that avenue. It's yeah. just me. That's only a personal thing for me. But yes, there is the ability. There are some incredible psychics out there mm. who can tell you all sorts of things. But the bottom line is you still have free will so you can change it. Mm. So does it work? Yeah. You know, um, people come all the time. They'll say, so when am I going to meet the man of my dreams? Yeah, so this is, I was doing a bit of research. We were looking up questions mm. not to ask psychics yeah. and that was literally the big one the was like one. finding love. Because yeah. literally I could say to somebody, you're going to meet the love of your life yeah. in a week and a half. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. then like that, if they come back to me and say, well, I didn't meet that person, you could be like, well, you made a bunch of decisions in your life over the, over the course of that week and a half, which, which changed, changed my prediction. But that's 100%. not saying that that prediction wasn't accurate. No, but you're but so say, right. That's yeah. exactly but it. But I say there's so many people who, like, and I was I was doing a lot of research on this, and it does seem to me that people would go to a person like you when maybe their life is in a little bit of disarray, or they're yeah. not necessarily, or their path has become confused, and so they want to get a little bit of direction. Mm. And I suppose when it comes to love and career and money and happiness, all of these things, all the good ones, the good ones <laughs> yeah. I, these these are the questions that people want answered but like for you if you're saying that you don't fortune tell like can you look into somebody's soul and see you know whether they're doing okay or whether what Absolutely. they're doing is yeah. that kind of more yeah there's many ways of doing that so mm. if I look at you now mm -hmm. I can see your aura which is beautiful what color, okay what color is it um well, I'd say it's probably green today <laughs> no that's your dress okay <laughs> different I hated the color at the moment I put it on I wonder if you can read that no it own. actually suits you oh thank okay? you okay but you have a lot of blue behind you so there's a, a huge caring part of you that that doesn't want to always be portrayed as that type of person and yet you're there does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, as in like someone who I work with, actually, he said to me that I was a, a closet cutie, which I was yeah. officially offended by. But he yeah. was like, you're kind of like marshmallow on the inside, but you portray yourself there to you be go. incredibly hard on the outside. And you're, you know, you're not hard at all. You're soft as putty, really, <laughs> but in the best possible way, because you've got that lovely ability. Like if I look at your soul energy, it's bouncing. So you at some point in the last little while have made a decision to run with something, to just run with it and to allow it to happen. And because you've done that, you've allowed the soul to just lift. And I can see that in your aura. So you can tell an awful lot about a person yeah. by their colours, mm -hmm. the shade of the colours 
where they are on the person. But then you can go deeper and deeper into the soul yeah. and, and you can tell you can pull out that information, you know, and some people think, oh, that's a bit freaky or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but the way that I do it is not about fortune telling. Yeah. If before I speak with somebody, before I have a um, a session with them, I explain to them that this is not fortune telling session. Yeah. What this is, is a healing between two worlds, but it's also spiritual healing for the person. So by dealing with the here and the now, and seeing what's going on now can help us then to move forward. Yeah. Whereas me telling you in five years, you're going to get a new house. <laughs> Do nothing for you right now this minute. No. Do you see what I mean? Absolutely. So it's a little bit different. It's it's deeper, actually, because you're going yeah. individually to the person mm -hmm. and, and them rather than anything else. Of course, your loved ones are going to come in and give you loads and loads of wonderful um, examples of their life when they were here and how they in so many ways are so like you yeah. but you know it's just different era and it's what amazing, and actually. what happens if for example because I know like this isn't obviously this isn't a session you would hold mm. like your sessions um, in your yeah. house or you have meditations and stuff like yes. that as well what happens if you see an aura and there's something that's jumping out at you in a really negative way do you ever feel compelled to try and turn that into a positive or like presumably like what I said a lot of people might come and visit you if they're struggling or if they're mm. going through yeah. hard times or, or stuff like that like do you yeah. ever get through you know negative things and unfortunately yeah. have to relay that yeah well the deal that I have with the spirit world is that I don't do death, which sounds really strange, but <laughs> I don't tell somebody when their loved one is going or if they're going. Okay, yeah. that's comforting. That's I really, would never. Yeah. In you have to understand that you're dealing with people who are vulnerable. Mm. They are either grieving or they're at a really vulnerable low part of their life. So um, you've got to have ethics and you've got to have principles and morals and you've got to have integrity. Mm. And the, the power of your words can make or break a person because you don't realise they walk out that door, you're on to the next person. What you've just said is going to stick with them. Can stick with them. Yeah. So the power of your words and how you put things across is huge. It's a big responsibility. Yeah. It's not just throwing out a few cards and okay, next. <laughs> it's a big, res well, I, I, I yeah, take no, it as a good. huge well, responsibility. You I know? suppose the next question is, like I trained as a journalist so mm -hmm. a huge portion of like you know what I learned was was rooted in fact and you're, yeah. you're not able to report on something if you don't have the facts on it and you're not yeah. able to say that something happened yeah. if it didn't happen like that's yeah. just base level we yeah. use a lot of ethics as well yeah you know and so I suppose in terms of my career and, and I've never been to see a psychic, I've never had my cards read, I've, mm. I've never done anything like that because it's hard for me to understand something that I don't have cold, oh, hard right. facts Absolutely. to back up. Yeah. So I'm sure in yeah. the business that you're in, you're dealing with skeptics all yeah. the time. Mm. And you don't seem like the kind of person that ever justifies themselves because you know why should any of us justify ourselves yeah. basically it's not something that is a, an enjoyable thing to do but is it hard to have a career and have a job where people are constantly doubting that what you do is even real yes and no I mean I stopped I stopped worrying about that a long time ago because yeah. I think I wouldn't do this if I had to worry about that mm. the first thing is I never ever tell anybody that they come to me they make that choice yeah and they come to me and I welcome scepticism because to me it's healthy. Mm. It's really healthy. We all have our own opinions. So I know that when I did all of my study, the, the places where I studied, they deal with the scientific facts. Okay. And there are many, many of them. There's much, much proof of it all. I know what I see. So I can't, nobody can convince me I don't see what I see because I... Yeah, I've, it's part of who you are as well. Really. Yeah, since I was I just, a small child. I always think like, why would you do it? I do if, it because of the healing. No, why would you do it if... It wasn't real. If it wasn't, that's the yeah. thing. Like why, what I would think about it is that yeah. like talking to you and if I met you out, you know, in a coffee shop or something yeah. like that and we were talking, you don't necessarily first off ask people what's your job do you know what I mean like we yeah. could be having a conversation and I wouldn't necessarily know that you yeah. were a psychic medium yeah. and then when I think about it you know one of the things that m might put me more in the frame of mind that perhaps it's real is that mm. I wouldn't be able to do something 
and constantly have to justify it like why would you bother yeah. that's what I kind of think about it no you're right there yeah. are though like I have been to New Orleans and I've been yeah. to Salem and there are <gasps> women wearing turbans on the street just telling you when you're going to meet the man of your dreams so there are people who are literally running a little con business for themselves yeah. and they make a fortune they do and you're absolutely right but isn't it like every single job yeah. in the world there are good people bad, people, bad people there are fraudsters yeah. there are cons the only problem with this is that you're you're actually you know when you if you're a bad uh, plumber Mm. Okay, you leave someone with a dodgy sink, you know, but if you're a bad medium and you tell somebody something and they're at a very vulnerable stage, you've left them with something very, very bad. Mm. And so therefore, unfortunately, in this country, it's not regulated. But in England and in America, it is actually regulated. So the people that you would have seen, Mm. they're just working on their own bat. But people like me, we have to go undergo rigorous, like we we have to train and we go through exams. Registered and and stuff like that. You wouldn't believe it. And it's expensive. Yeah. And um, it's years. It's years and Mm. years and years and years. But why do something? If you're not going to do it properly, this is this is the it's as simple as that. But there is so much proof. But I I suppose really, unless you're that interested, you're not going to go looking for it. You know, yeah, Yeah. you're not going to go looking for it. But if you went looking for it, it's there. I have to. What do you think about the kind of Hollywood? treatment of people in your business so like there are people now Tyler Henry is an example he's mm-hmm. like a young guy I think he's only 20 and yeah. he's the Hollywood medium like yeah. the Kardashian medium yeah, yeah. Stuff, so yeah. He, he does readings for incredibly famous people and you know it's a reality TV show though mm. so like you know we don't know exactly what happens during those full sessions what yeah. we see is highly produced mm. like everything nowadays yeah. on TV like the X Factor like yeah. everything it's highly produced um, but lots of people you know he's obviously he's making six figures now he's yeah. he's making so much money off yeah. it what do you think about that because when I was trying to source a medium in Ireland like you're kind of hard to find to be honest yeah. with you like you yeah. know you have a website and stuff like that but it, it's not it's not blasted everywhere. Like you yeah. guys don't have TV shows. You don't have this kind of thing. What yeah. What do you think about that aspect of the the celebrity version? If you look at the ones that do do that, the American ones, there's. Don't tell me for one second that the people don't see the cameras coming, the producer coming, yeah. the sound guy coming. Yeah. They know exactly who she is. They know exactly. She doesn't have to walk in and go, "I am," and yeah, I'm a medium. Yeah everybody knows anyway so it's already set up and for those type of things they would have to have people's permission yeah they would they couldn't do it without having permission but it's set up to look like she just walks in anywhere and you know and and all of that and but that's tv and we know this ourselves if we were to actually put it out as it really is it would be boring Right. Simple. Ass. I don't know. Would it be boring? Well, it wouldn't be as entertaining. Yeah. yeah. Let's say if you were to look at the likes of the um, some of the, the you know the haunted ones, mm. the the like you know where they, they the s- Liverpool guy. What's oh, his they name? go to Derek. haunted houses and look for ghosts. Yeah, mm. Derek Accord. Like Derek if you Accord, look at yeah. and Derek is actually a wonderful medium, believe it or not. Really? But if you were to look, yeah, he is. If you were to look at, um, I've done those investigations, many, many, many of them. They're not like that. Mm. <laughs> they really aren't they are they are really you're cold yeah. you're hungry you're a little bit bored there isn't that tense a, music that's like going on it's not like Ghostbusters you don't have the little detector yeah. Yeah. yeah but there is a lot You're. I mean there's a lot out there that goes on that's underneath that's not spoken mm. about or not talked about I I would be um, myself and a couple of others are probably quite well known doing this but we don't go out blasting it right yeah um, because I suppose the bottom line is we always bring ourselves back to why we do what we do Mm. and it's to help heal somebody in this life and perhaps in the next life as well and to bring that connection. And if you forget about that and you start going all kind of Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah, it can get a bit much. I saw as well that you do um, house clearances. So that would Mm. be presumably when you go into a place or I suppose if people believe that they're being haunted, Mm. you would go in and kind of like source what the energy is is yeah. that am I saying the right thing yeah, or, yeah. no no you're, you're right there's many reasons why there's activity in homes now I don't do it so much anymore mm. just okay. time because I'm 
busy, busy. It's like an exorcism. No, no, no. Um, so the, if I give you an example of one that I would have done, which was a huge, huge, big, I won't name any name. Okay. It was a very big place, big stately house, fabulous place. And the owners were trying to sell it, but they couldn't sell it. No matter what they did, people came in and they literally ran, really? you know. So I just went in, went down into which what would have been the servants quarters and sat there for basically the guts of a day with another uh, colleague of mine and we went through every single thing. We then went through every single room. We brought in everybody that lived there in spirit and we sorted it all out and that house sold the following week. So so energy. people just needed to sort it out. <laughs> the thing is, you might walk into somewhere and you may feel, I'm not really sure about this place. You may walk into somewhere and you may feel, oh, I really love the energy of here. That's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know what it is. You just feel something, but you're not quite sure what it is. Yeah. Um, so I think spirit get a very bad rap, really. I, I think that people think everything is about them wanting to haunt yeah. and wanting to scare the life out of everyone. Actually, it's not like that at all. You know, it's they're just, just trying to like they're just visiting. They're just there. They're not stuck there and trying to scare everybody. <laughs> it's not like that, you know, that's and just how film has. That's how fil- that's how it's portrayed. Yeah. But there is such a difference as well between a ghost and a spirit like and everybody just goes. What's up. the difference? So a spirit is the spirit of a person that has passed over. So, for example, if a spirit comes in here now and stands in front of you, they will eyeball you and they will look at you. Okay. Yes. A ghost. Excellent. I love it, by the way. I'm so into it. There is. There is. Will we get to that in a minute? We'll see. (laughs) I don't know. Um, We'll see. And there is. She's giddy now. (laughs) The difference is that a ghost is a figment of energy. So, you know, when they talk about a ghost that just walks through the wall at six mm. o'clock every day in this, you know, the same butcher mm. shop and uh, yeah. yeah, that kind of thing. All that that is, is a replay. It's just a replay. There's no energy as in spirit energy there. So you might be stood there and the ghost might just walk right through you. Yeah. But won't interact with you. OK. And so that's not a person necessarily. That is no. just a paranormal activity. It's remnants energy. That's all it is. Wow. You okay. know, a little bit like a negative of a film, you know, it's just that's all it is. Yeah. And so can you tell us then just based on your knowledge of the afterlife, yeah. you know, if anybody's listening and, and they want to know more about it, because like I was telling people that we were we were going to do this and we got a lot of questions in and well one of the questions was just about the passing of a person and and where exactly it is that they go I mean if people are getting in touch with you obviously you have more of an understanding than people Mm. who don't have that ability or don't have that gift so what exactly happens when you die so well from what we know is that we return to where we came from which is the spirit world now we know in spirit they call it the summerland which i think is absolutely beautiful because it just conjures up the most you kind of see it it's beautiful isn't it that's what they call it the summerland and um when when we pass over initially if you can imagine when we're born what do we do we rest a lot we sleep a lot because it's birth coming into the this world is quite traumatic yeah. regardless be knackered you'll be tired mm. it's the same when we go back we are greeted by our family we are greeted by those that we love and we are brought to a place and we rest now they do speak about the fact that in spirit we don't have time not like we've got minutes, seconds, hours, days, years here. That that doesn't exist in spirit. It's very hard to imagine, but they say that we have no need for anything that's solid, mm. nothing materialistic, no, no solid. We we don't need it. So, for example, if we want something like if we wanted to smell a flower, we only have to think of the flower and it appears. And as we smell it and then we no longer need it, it's gone again. Wow, okay. So it's a very different reality than where we are now, Mm. where everything is tangible and we need money and we need to pay bills and we need to do all those things. It's not like that at all. And from, I mean, I suppose a perfect example was Dr. Eben Alexander, when the neurosurgeon who wrote about it. If you ever read his books, he's incredible. And he was a neurosurgeon who contracted meningitis and he died. And he had to come back then after a week 
where they thought that there was no way he was coming back. He went to the spirit world and he wrote the book when he came back to the disappointment of... What? Yeah, of the people that he worked with who were all science-based. And he, he was a doctor, yeah. He was a doctor, neurosurgeon. He now travels the world because he said there's no way that that was a near-death experience or anything like oh, he's that. alive and kicking now and talking about it. Not a, nothing wrong with him. He came back and they said there was no way he'd come back. So there's a lot of that if, if you really research it. But when they say when we cross over that we do stay around for around about 100 years our time. Yeah. The reason being is that, for example, say, let's just hypothetically say your grandmother. Mm-hmm. OK, so if your grandmother was here and you had children, Okay, she's still tied to those children. Yeah. Okay, because they were on the earth at the same time. So that you you will have her memory and you will tell them. Mm-hmm. But their children will have no need for your grandmother. Yeah. Because they'll have a grandmother themselves. Right. Okay. So she can then move to what we call the worlds within worlds, and there are the different levels of how we evolve. I could be here all day. So they're you. so they're staying. Yeah. They're staying while they still have a connection. Yes. to us. It's yes. like have you seen that film Coco, the Disney movie? No, no. I don't know how you managed to bring yeah. up Disney. It's a basically in it's every about <laughs> podcast that we do. We're talking about the spirit world. No, it's about like Cinco Disney? de Mayo, and yeah. the whole thing is that yeah. the person leaves the spirit world once they're forgotten. Right. And the whole film is based off yeah. of like families trying to be remembered and stuff. The whole thing is about the okay. afterlife and stuff like that. You should watch it. Yeah, I will watch it. Yeah, do. Yeah, it's because it, it is really interesting if you think about it, because in that time, then people have that chance then to look back here because they say every life we go through, if you believe in reincarnation, is a learning process. So we we come back to learn something that we did not learn in the past and as we go on we evolve as a soul and we learn and and we gain knowledge and the further then they say that we go on we can decide do I want to come back do I want to return do I need to learn another lesson or do I want to come back as a guide so say I'm going to come back as a guide for you yeah and you're born into this world and I will stay with you because you're going to become a journalist. And guess what? So was I when I was living here. So I know all about journalism. So I'm going to help you. OK, so they're not. Necess- so that's kind of like like a guardian. guardian. Mm. It's not a guardian angel, but it's a, it's a spirit guide. A spirit guide. Like yeah. 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 I mean, it's so fascinating. I could listen to you all day. Mm-hmm. You mentioned something earlier that there was there was something in here. There is. Yeah. Can you where did you look? She, <laughs> I've, I, I was I was filming an Instagram thing. She's just there. She's like you. right behind me. Yeah. What did you doing? Did you feel her? Uh, no. Well, I didn't want to sit here okay. before. I didn't want to sit here. Uh. And the lads were telling me that this is the side that I always sit on. Right. But I wanted to sit where you were sitting uh, because okay. and I kept saying to them that I didn't want to have this behind me for some reason. So I didn't want to sit in this chair. And now I really don't want to sit in this chair, to be honest with you. But like, what is she's just behind you? She's an elderly lady. And um, I do believe she's she's not I don't believe she's connected to you so much as she's connected more to this building. Okay. Um, And that's why I had said to you earlier on, was this a mill? Was there a mill here? Because to me, this lady would have worked in a place like this. And I, I do feel that she's not a ghost. She's most definitely a spirit, but it feels as though she would have spent perhaps her life here or a, a good percentage of her life here. Wow. But she's very, very beautiful and um, she's not at all like she's not at all sort of going get out of my place. Good. You know? No, because we're going to film a lot of podcasts over <laughs> yeah, here and I don't yeah, want to no. think. Actually, to be honest, I would not be surprised if she if she if you did see her in some if you were to reel back footage footage, you may see her at some time during the time that you're here because yeah. it's like she's just standing guard and interested in what you're doing. Well, it's funny because like we've just moved over here. We were in a different studio and yeah. I don't know what was here before, but mm. it was basically just like a blank room so I mean I'd be interested it's a great podcast you should listen and subscribe yeah. so like I mean I don't mind if the subscribers are in yeah. this life or the next yeah um 
that's really... I, I'd say she's pretty happy with the way things are, to be quite honest with you. She d- certainly looks that way. Yeah. Um, there had to have been children that worked here too. Would that be correct? Or would you know the history? I don't know the history of this place at yeah. all. But like, I do know that it's old as fuck. Mm. But I don't know any of the, yeah. of the history. But like, I mean, obviously, you know, we're not here we're here to kind of learn more about you yeah. and that's why I'm like asking questions I'm sure when you're in yeah. a session you don't get asked as many questions as I've been asking you that's but like okay. would you pick up anything from our energies of, of anybody that might have passed or yeah well there's a gentleman that stands with you and he's been with you from the moment that you got in and that we met would you understand that yeah mm-hmm. he's your, he is your guy what are you okay yeah no I'm fine I just know that <laughs> Rebecca is like yeah, it's her granddad. I know, I know. But you see, the thing about your granddad is that he's a real family man, isn't he? And um, do you want me to call? Yeah, I don't yeah, want no, to do, 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 do. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Well, it's just he. Walked... I said this to Neva's like, this is going to happen and I can feel it. Yeah. yeah. No, tell me more. Well, it's just that he walked with us. And I do believe that he he was the type of gentleman that'd be really interested in anything you were doing. So it's like, I'll take an interest. If she likes it, I'll like it. Do you understand what yeah. I mean? And I do get the feeling with him that his passing to the spirit world does seem to have, there was illness with him. You understand that? Yeah. And that was awful for you, he said, to watch that. Mm. But he said, then the end just seemed to happen. Yeah, out of nowhere. Just out of nowhere, out of the blue. It just happened. And they really weren't expecting it, even though I was so ill. Yeah. You know? But he's beautiful. He stands right behind you. He's not really tall, but he says, tell her I'm standing straight now because I didn't before. Do you want, does yeah. that make sense? And I know with him that no matter what, where you go or what you do, and he is telling me personal stuff, which I'm not going to talk about. But I do feel that when you were little, he wants you to remember. Do you remember the park that would have been nearby where they they used to live and this would have been a a house that they would have had uh, I feel they would have raised their own family and there was like a park but it's not a park um, okay it's not a set park it looks like just fields do you understand what I mean but the children would have played in it like a park Mm -hmm. and there would have been trees around and they would have all played there and for some reason there was tragedy there many, many, many years ago. And there was a story about that, about a young boy who lost his life there. Now, you may have to check this yeah, out. Yeah, I don't know that. Yeah. But he's just saying to me, he said, but it was still a lovely place. But she does know where I'm talking about because that's the place. Did you step and dog dirt over there? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. Yeah. Because it, I just feel like you would have gone over there and you would have played over there. Mm. And you weren't on your own, by the way. There were other children mm-hmm. as well. But he could see you from where he was. Would you understand that? Yeah. He could watch you yeah, from yeah. where he was. And he's telling me, I used to look out the window and I'd look at them and I'd think, God, they're all mine. <laughs> and I just know the love that he has for you, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, he'll go on and on and on because he is a bit of a chatterbox. <laughs> yeah, You fair. know, when you get him in the mood. But sometimes it can be very quiet, he tells me, when he likes to just kind of do his own thing, all right? Was he deaf coming up to the end of his life? Yeah. Who kept um, shouting or was he shouting at them to turn the television? There was like rows over the television, wasn't there? Yeah. Yeah, and he must have... Properly, yeah. He must have loved John Wayne, did he? Yeah. Because he said, get off your horse and drink your milk. (laughs) Okay, and so I know that he's saying... And I don't know much about John Wayne at all, (laughs) but he's just given me this and I've heard that once or twice before. Did he like to sing Frank Sinatra songs? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I have a funny feeling either he's met him or he's met a lookalike or somebody that's like, but I can hear the Frank Sinatra songs in the background. But the bottom line here is that you haven't always had it easy. And he's talking personal and Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go into it. But he is saying that, you see, I've got my eye on her and I know exactly (laughs) what's going on. And he's not going to let you down because you have asked him for help many times. Mm -hmm. And he misses you. He knows how much you miss him. Okay. All right. And keep carrying the picture with you. You know the picture. Keep it with you. Don't let it go. Okay? Because it's a beautiful one. And he knows, he said, she always picks the best, the nicest pictures of me. She does. Okay? Rebecca has a picture with her today. And she said to me that she was going to bring it with her. Yeah. And see if you... Yeah. No, she doesn't need to. I can see it. So he's shown it to me because he knows you picked the really nice one. Okay? And he said, there's some that aren't so nice. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to leave that with you because I don't want to you accept okay? you any yeah, more than you are. Sweetie. That's okay. weird. No, he's Thank right you here. for that. Thank you for that. But like, he's can right I just there. ask about that? 
like was that something that you knew and then the moment you addressed him he started speaking to you more yeah. is he, that how it happens because you almost went into a little bit of a trance there yeah. of just giving information yeah and is that how it happens that's how it happens and if you hadn't have said that he would have still just been there he pr- i have a feeling he wouldn't have let me go without saying something to her oh wow but i won't do that unless somebody asks me yeah because i don't know how much damage it could do when you're trying to do good that's what you want to do. You don't want to do damage. Mm. So it was really only when you gave me that permission, let's say. Mm. I mean, he was with us when you came over to me yeah. over there and he walked with us. Right. And he told me to put milk in the tea because it tastes so much nicer. Okay. <laughs> you have black tea. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And I, I just went, OK. And I said, you're coming with us. And he said, yes. So he's been stood there the whole time. And but he, it's, once the permission is given, he moves in then. Right. You know, and how did like the picture thing? He just mm. he just said that to you, like yeah. He's doing a lot of the talking. Um, <laughs> yeah. Even Some, you started freaking out with the because fo- yeah. I told Neve that I had the, the photo. photo. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, he didn't want to go without letting you know that he knew you had mm-hmm. that. So wow. he's he's a don't you know just do carry it with you. Now there's a couple of other things, and I'll tell you later. Thanks. Okay, yeah. but um, he's he's very strong in his love, and that's what I love about this work it's almost like you've got this silver umbilical cord that goes from you to him mm-hmm. and death or injury or anything nothing can break it nothing mm. because it's it's held together by unconditional love and it comes from it's that part of you that you open up uh, we know with love love is wonderful but it's also a killer when someone passes because mm-hmm. it's the pain that it causes but that pain is what ties us all together and that love and that's why I only deal with people that have you know crossed yeah. over that's where I go to the light then does that make yeah, sense yeah makes sense yeah. yeah does this ever bum you out like I mean because this is hard heavy. I mean it's heavy stuff like I'm I'm emotionally drained and I wasn't even in that situation but like for you personally doing this and passing on these messages mm. and you're dealing with things like this that can get really really emotional for people is that hard on you yeah, yeah. it is hard it is hard I have to be honest yes it's not but I think those are easy. happy tears though yeah. I, I yeah, think are, yeah. like I mean yeah. ultimately if you're doing work like this yeah. and you're touching someone like that it's it's a joyous thing but at yeah. the same time like that must be quite emotionally draining on you like I'm knackered now yeah. I didn't do anything do you know what I mean welcome to my world yeah it is it's exhausting because in order to do that so before I would have even come here like while I was driving in I would have raised my vibration up so I knew that if I do meet anybody that's fine mm-hmm. you know and so once you're in that situation where your vibration is constantly raised it's not natural to to live like that yeah so I would live I would be in that for many hours in a day and so it is exhausting yeah it's absolutely like if I do public demonstrations where I stand up in front of an audience of a couple of hundred people I would do that for perhaps an hour and a half maybe an hour and three quarters of constantly bringing one person in after another after another then you're on a high initially but my god the next day yeah you know, you know sleep for a week you could you really could yeah um, but and, and we all know that that's what it's like but we still want we still it won't let it stop us because we know the immense healing it can aid that that healing process it's not going to be like a you know an ongoing counselling session but it really can help and are you able you know? to close the door then when you need to be with your family and when you need to yeah like are people constantly knocking on the door for you um a lot of the time yeah um both living and the dead yeah (laughs) yeah um i remember i was going out with my son we were we were going out for a meal and we were in this um you know like the the i'm not i don't know let's say the porthouse yeah yeah we're in the port you can say whatever you want after that you can you can do and say whatever you want please come and live with me (laughs) (laughs) we're in the porthouse yeah and we were just sat there in the corner area you know and we, the two of us were sitting and we were talking and the next thing the whole place starts filling up and he just looks at me and he goes mom can we not go anywhere and I said I know I'm sorry son because he's the same oh really? he is yeah and he would come in from working really late 
and he said it might be two, three in the morning and he's just about to, you know, he's exhausted and he's in bed. And then the next thing they all start coming in. He's like, come on, guys, give me mm. a break. I need to sleep, mm. you know, yeah. but he doesn't want to do anything with it. He just he has it. He can, yeah. you know, it's, it's wow. It's so are you encouraging him to just to not do anything with it then if that's no. what his decision he is? He can do no. He the, the way I see this is this will come to him when he's ready. Right. And he'll always know he's got it. Mm. But it's only when he's really ready, his soul, let's say, is ready yeah. for it, that it will probably happen. You know? Wow. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think we need to wrap up now yeah. because yeah. we need to let everybody go home. So yeah. tell me about my love life, though, before we go. <laughs> Am I going to win the lottery? There's a guy riding in on a big white horse. <laughs> oh, he's not here already. <laughs> Shirtless. I need to tell my boyfriend he's going to be devastated. He's going to be absolutely devastated. If people want to get in touch with you and if people yeah. want to find out more, they can find you on your website, which is www.viviancardenmedium.com or there's there's the... We've got a really wonderful um, and it's called Spiritual and Angelic Euphoria and it's got because I do a lot of work with the angels as well huge amount and so everything on that it's a community page so everything on that is all about spirit and angels it's really nice really quickly before I let you go what's the angel situation like it's it's different obviously to spirits and to ghosts and stuff like that very very different it's a very different energy yeah and so angels are so angels are beings of light celestial beings of light they're they're not like spirit they won't have ever lived here but they are the between those realms and and this and they're here to help and that's a whole other it's a whole other podcast but it's wonderful I saw that I see them every day and I saw them when I was over in uh, Bosnia and yeah Incredible. So there's yeah. there's good in the world. Is that Absolutely, what angels 100%. are good for sure. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Good but any know. information, yeah, you can get it on that um, spiritual angelic euphoria. All the events because there's many many events that come up, yeah. and then the the website. Yeah, and then we run retreats as well. Yeah. So if you so fancy a nice Vivian retreat, yeah, com. <laughs> yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so thank much you for so coming much. in. Oh, it was and a pleasure. Thank you, Rebecca. Are you okay? <laughs> for being here as well. Shane and Dermot and Anya were helping out behind the scenes as well. Um, I wonder if that was your granddad who messed with our lights earlier. Mm. Is he a bit mischievous? Am I? A little. Yeah. Sense of humour. <laughs> yeah. I'm Neve Meyer. This is Girls With Goals and we will chat to you next week. Bye now. Bye bye. <laughs>